Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live radio contact. This week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Pax and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. This week's show is a special pop-up podcast. We speak to Mick Hedigan, who used to play for Salford Red Devils in the 60s and certain lines in the 70s and tells us all about his special career for both sides. So tune in. Here's Paul talking to the great man now. Right, I'm delighted to say for Devil in the Detail, I've been joined by ex-Salford star and cult hero, as I'm going to call you, Mick Hennigan. How are you doing, Mick? I'm okay, sir. Yeah, okay. So how did it come about you signing for Salford? You're you're a Rochdale lad originally, aren't you? Well, I was born in Haywood, which is, you know, yeah, it comes under Rochdale's boundaries, I think. But uh, I moved to Presswich and I ended up... I was really, football was my game at school, I'd never touched a rugby ball in my life till I was so, when I used to go, I was coaching this girl in Clifton, which is in Swinton area, uh, or an, an area of Swinton, shall I say, and uh, you go and have a drink when you're a bit younger, I was only probably about 17 and I went in the station pub in, in uh, Clifton, and I said, uh, I, these lads used to, you know, I got talking with, they just said, you look handy enough, lad, come and have a game with us. So I said, uh, a game of what? And he said, rugby league. I said, I've never touched a ball in my life, and I, which I hadn't, you know, I'd never, you know. Anyway, it went a couple of weeks, and then I got this, you're going to have to come and have a game with us because somebody's injured, somebody's on holiday, and we can't make a team up. So. Uh, that was basically it. I said, well, go on, I'll give it a go. After the first time I played and I came off, I didn't know what day it was. I'll be quite honest about it. Did you enjoy that. it, though? Oh, enjoy? Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I didn't know what day it was. I wasn't used to getting knocked about, but, you know, you get used to it. And I carried on then, and uh, I only I only did a short span. I, I, I probably only did a matter of months. And uh, I went there, I, got a, I received a letter in the post from Salford to go for trials. And uh, I took it down. Then was it Folly Lane? I was at Folly Lane Juniors, yeah, that's right. That was the team uh, that, that they were referring to. Uh, so I went to, I, went, I took this letter, you know, this, this letter where I, you know, from them. To training, and I showed it these and <laughs> He's never touched a ball in his life. He's only been here two minutes, and he's got and we've been playing since we were like, you know, yeah, kids. Yeah. You know. Anyway, I went for me. You know, I went. That, that was it, really. Uh, oh, that was the start. I still, I still played some some amateur stuff, but I did some. Uh, you know, I just whenever it didn't clash, I still played a little bit with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and went down to Salford, and 
that, that was basically the start of it, and it started when I was at that. But at the, I was about 19, which is, I was just starting when I would have got, I needed to, I couldn't play any, you know, with the uh, folly any longer, because I was, I was, you know, my age limit was, you know, limited. Well, I, I don't, I, I don't think I actually, I may have played an odd game for Swinton Juniors, who were the, that was the un, uh, over 19, open age if you will, mm -hmm. and I, but I only played a couple of games with them because I, then I, I got, I was sort of in the, you know, I was a, a reg, I became then, a regular with the, so with the you, you first you know, season, the team. Your first season at Salford was 1965, 66 yeah. season, made debut in 66. Mm. What was it like at Salford at that time? Salford weren't really a great side then, but they were sort of an up-and-coming side, weren't they, if you like? Well, Snape was spelling, Snape the chairman, Mr. Brian Snape. Brian Snape. He, uh, he, he did spend money and he made, he, he showed Rugby League the way to go, there's no question about that. You know, he built the Willows, you know, it was one of the things that other clubs followed after and it was it was great for them but he was the instigator he started all this going but uh, like in the in the earlier years uh, but we had a lot Laurie Law and Wigginers uh, oh they had good uh, Dainty Steve Dainty they were all in the same team and we had a good wonderful combination well, yeah. you know, it was we had a Was it a buzz about Salford then? Was it? Was it? Well, it was. You could see it being that way, you know. <coughs> and uh, yeah, it, I think I think it was it was showing signs. But uh, I'm not saying everybody that worked that was there progressed and got on because they went through some stuff. There's no question about that. But look at the hours. I was able to. Uh, you know, continue as being a, a sort of regular choice, and uh, so which was good. But it suited me. But I always like to think that I gave of me. You know, I, I gave me all. I, I, I've always been a trier. On, you know, by doing that, I think if in the long term, if you're consistent, uh, it should work for you. Yeah. And I had a little bit of pace. Uh, which was an advantage, which is always an advantage, and they obviously saw this because they used to, you know, when they were if they were stuck, they played me up, they asked me to move back onto wing. So your regular you position know. for Salford was sort of second row loose forward, was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, mean, I was on the back row forward. In fact, when I first started, they played me at number ten, even at Salford. You know, they played me a blind side prop. So I suppose my claim to fame really is I worked my way backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas that doesn't happen normally. It starts as backs and moves to forwards. Is, is it fair to say he was like an all-action player? Because you were telling me before, before we started the interview, he, he, he was a good tackler. And oh, people yeah, told you not to not to do as much tackling and to go for that gap with your pace. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the it was the best advice going there that I ever I'm very pleased that this bloke dragged me to it. I don't even know. My father used to go watching me at that time and uh, he was somebody that my father knew and uh, they were in the uh, they used to go in the club after after the match because we, we, we did 
you know, we did match matches on whether they do a night or afternoon. We still went in the club. But this fella dragged me to one side and he said, Michael, you've got you've got pace, but you're you're spending too much near the ball, near all the action all the time. He says, what you need to be doing is moving further out, slightly further out, he said, and with your pace, once you've wrong-footed anybody and you're in the hole, and it is, it is like that because I've had many an opportunity where I, where I just, you know, you break through that cover and you're in an open field, you've only pulled back waiting for you, you know, and it's like that, and uh, and it's fabulous feeling, you know, and the crowd's roaring, and, you know, and you're here, and your feet are pounding on the ground like that, you know, and, it, and you, you, you can hear yourself when you're with your breathing, I, I used to exaggerate, I did in my training, I used to, you know, to yeah. make, I'm getting my breath into my lungs, you know, yeah, and keeping the chest going and like that. And it's like that when you're at full tilt and going, you know, and I loved it. And it, it's a buzz, it's a, it, it spurs you on, it's, it's, an, it's an accelerating thing. It makes you want to be faster and go, I'm going here, you know. So as the 60s, as the 60s progressed, how did you feel when Salford started? I mean, 68 came and 69, and there was guys coming in like some Mike Coombe signed, didn't you? Morris Richards, Colin Dixon. Yeah. What was it like to play with these sort of guys? Oh well, I, it's all right. I did all that. I, I could, I could still own my own in, in the game. I, I always felt I gave as much as any of them there, yeah. and uh, it was a personal thing. But I mean, if you, if your chances of getting on, if you want to succeed, you've got to put that bit of extra in, you know. Well, I always got the impression or the feeling, that, you know, after the game with the number of people that used to used to come and, you know, congratulate me and say you've had a, you've had a good game tonight. And I used to think, I'm going the right way and I've got to stick that way. I'm, I'm, you know, it's the only way to progress yeah. and uh, and become a, a, a you know an automatic choice week in week out, and that's what you're playing for all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't honestly say that that worked, that it, it went like that all the time I was at Salford because there were so many to pick from. But was and, it a big turnover of players then? There was, there was, and it, it, it affected me. And I, I, I like being a local lad. I think we I tended to get a bit messed about, if you will, and uh, which I wasn't too keen about. But if you look, it depends which way you look at it. You see, if you know they'd, they'd introduced the substitute rule by this time, and. And even if I, I like uh, was sub for the for the first team, uh, I still played on the A team, so I got two wages every week. You yeah. know, which yeah. I could have shut up and was it just the one well, sub then, or was it two? Well, it went back then when you said they introduced a substitute rule. Was it just oh, the no. one sub or two subs? No, they had two subs. It, two subs, yeah, yeah. it was always two subs yeah. from from the outset, but. Uh, the fact that I, you know, they used to, because I could run, they, they used to use me uh, on the wing, well, you know, if the winger got injured during the game, now I'd go, and sometimes they, I, I even turned out as a, on the wing. Uh, but that was because I had a, a bit of pace, but it didn't really suit my style of game. It wasn't my, I, I wasn't involved.
enough stuck on the, out on the wing. I didn't get the ball, and I want to be, I want to be moving them. Uh, what was Brian Snake like to work for? I mean, he was a, an excellent uh, owner. Well, he was the owner and the bed and, the, and like the chairman of the company. What sort and of character did, was he? Well, it was a nice, easy going. It was, he was nice, easy going. He was. He, he had ideas, he had, though, didn't that? Flair, good didn't ideas, it? but he, he he did go. He, I think he, if I was to be critical about him, I would say. He bought a few too many that were, what do you say, too long in the tooth, you know. They, they'd been good uns, but they were past the sell-by day, yeah. you know. And he, he, did, he bought too many of them, I think. And, but I think he felt that because he'd spent on them all the way together, he wouldn't pay much for them because they were at the back end of the career, a lot of them. They were good for educating the 18 lads on, on you know, open coming, which was quite a good idea, but a lot of them wanted to play, and they wanted, obviously, they, they wanted to play in the first team, and it, it limited everybody's, you know, it made it a bit tight because you had a good turnover of these sort of... Uh, personnel, you know, and uh, that, that made it a bit more difficult again. And unfortunately uh, for me, I got, what I would say is I got pissed about too much and I got I got a bit sick of it and eventually uh, I asked for a move. I, I decided that, and my letter to the club said that my, I felt that my chances of regular first team football were somewhat limited and, and left me no alternative but to apply, uh, ask for the transfer. I said, and that, and that was it. And uh, so I then, I then sort of, uh, it wasn't so long and Warrington came in and I moved to Warrington then. So uh, so did you not play in the cup run in 69? You didn't play in the final, did you? But did you play in the, any of the no, games I before? No, we, we went. We all went to invited everybody to yeah. go to down to the to, to the final. You know, we, and we went. Every all the whole club went down to the stayed in. It was in. Uh, it was it was the right dear area where we stayed in a great hotel. Yeah, I was still I was still with Salford then. Uh, when they were, when they were, but I didn't, you know. So you sort of a season or so later then when you uh, did a couple more seasons, didn't you? And I suppose players were coming in then and like you said, chances were getting limited, weren't they? Yes, that's And how did the move to Warrington come about? It did just... Uh, was anybody else in for you or was Warrington the, not being far from Salford the easiest option really? Or? Well, it just, it, it just occurred and they came in early. You know, I'd only, I'd only been on, I, I didn't, it was more or less within a week or something like that, you know, and uh, the, 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 coach, uh, the coach at that time uh, was a fella called Peter Harvey uh, at Warrington, but within about a month of me being there, Murph, uh, uh, Alec Murphy took over, and that, which was a good thing for, for the club. Uh, as you, uh, you know, I was, and it, it landed okay for me. I, I, I was, you know, he's, he's a very, he's a good, good coach, 
a good manager, a team manager. He's good on the field. He's you know you can't you can't fault Alec. But he's a good player coach. Yeah, he's got he knows exactly what he's doing, and when he's on the field, he takes over. What was he like as like a man motivated? Could he get the best out of you? I think you do your best. You pull your you pull your best out, and with a uh, because because he's such a big name in the game, and has done it, done everything. Yeah. Yeah. Been on to my captain, Great Britain, done everything, you know, and, and he, he's obviously got the know how, you know, and it's proven. He's got a, his track record is, you know, is what it is, and we all know that. So he's a good, good fellow's good, in, but he has his, he has one or two favourites, like, you know, which they all do. You know, it's just one of those things. But I liked him. He was, did you enjoy your time at Warrington? I certainly did. Yeah, I tried him, but I was a bit. At the end of that, I'll be quite honest. I was only there just short of three seasons, two and three quarter seasons. And I was top scorer in the in the first two seasons, and I was about I was a forward. Playing in the forwards. And I was in the forwards. Right. I was top scorer. I didn't say much with the wingers, does it? Uh, although having said that, I played on a winger time or two for them because they, they you know, they realised I got paid. Who were the standout yeah. players there at Warrington at that time? Because you went, you sort of, you'll have left just before Warrington won the cup. Then, won't you? you'll have missed out on the Challenge Cup because they won the cup in '74. Did they beat Witness in '74? Right. Right. So you got yeah. to Swinton by then. Went through. Uh, uh, they, they went through. Uh, uh, they, they went through. Uh, I was there that. South Af was he a South African or uh, no? He wasn't. He was a New Zealander. Uh, played on the wing. They, they signed him, and then there was a, oh, there was a South African played on the wing. That but I can't. Uh, My Warrington knowledge isn't that good. No, he, yeah, I can't think of his name. But he, he, had a, he was a big tall lad, and and the other lad, the New Zealander, was a dark, dark haired lad. Was Chisnall at Warrington at that time? Chizzy, Chizzy was there, and the other fellow that came from when Murph came, the uh, the Uka, what was it, Kevin? Kevin Ashcroft. Ashcroft. Did he come from Lee with yeah, Well, he. he, he he recruited him after he got another fellow from Lee. Uh, he was a York. He played for Wakefield, a Yorkie, a big lad. Played in second row. Uh, I can't think of his name either. You know, he, he, but he, I should have. I should have done a bit more homework on this. Just looking at my old programs. But I, uh, you still got quite a collection of programmes and oh, things. Christ, memorabilia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I suppose it's I, great to keep I, things like that, isn't it? I used to, I used to take one home every match, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, they're in, my, they're in our shoe boxes upstairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's great. great. Yeah. Uh, but I had a good innings, really, overall. Uh, so after Warrington, it was you were back in the local area of Swinton, then, weren't you? Back to well, Swinton. That's, that's what happened then. Uh, 1973. Well. well when we when I played at uh, my last game for Warrington, we played Barrow, and uh, it was on a they always played on the Sunday their own matches. And uh, Murph had a habit of coming round congratulating you after the matches if you'd had a, out like a decent game. But this particular game we played Barrow, we beat them, and I won the man of the match. I scored that trick. Guys, and uh, and he never said a dicky to me. 
Murph never spoke to me at all after the match. And uh, this was, and it was, as I say, it was a Sunday afternoon. And on Monday morning, a letter came in the post, which, if, if I recall, as it was in those days, if you, you know, on a Monday, in order to get something, it had to be posted before four o'clock on the um, yeah, and that was really the Saturday, and we were playing on Sunday. But I think they even had a late late night post on a Sunday. But yep. it was about I think that was about four o'clock in yep. them day. So the match hadn't finished till half past four. So, so it must was have been it game. was it had obviously gone in well before even before the game. So and anyway. He, he never said nothing transfer He said the club has decided to put you on the transfer list. He said the club has decided to put you on the transfer list. So, which I was a bit miffed about, obviously, because I'd, I'd been top scorer in the previous two seasons. I wonder what was behind that. Was they bringing somebody in to replace you? Know? Oh, he, he was. Uh, he, it, it didn't happen immediately, but it, it, within about two months it did and it was it was uh, Barry Philbin from Swinton right, who right. was still there when I went to, and I went to Swinton and I played in the same team with Barry uh, for a, like this period and then yeah. he went you know he went there but they were always going to dogs together you know they were yeah. they were big friends you know and, and well, you had some good years at Swinton didn't you your heritage well, number is number 598 and you played I think it was about three seasons at Swinton there, 73 you started and 76 you left, so you had some good times, you had some big wins as well, did you get promoted with Swinton from the old second division and yeah, well, you had some good results yeah, over we Wigan got, and St. Helens and the Cups? Yes, we had some, we had a, we had a, uh, a pretty good run really, uh, I, I quite enjoyed it there, but you see, I'd also, me, me missus came from Clifton, I knew a lot of the lads from when from Farley, uh, which was made the amateur club I played for, yep. which is a Swinton feed. It's normally a Swinton feeder yep. club. Yeah. How I managed to slip it and go to the net, and I don't yeah. know. But uh, but that was the, the normal run of the mill. Uh, thing was uh, anybody that played for Farley was, and they, they were doing, look, you know, chances of making it in the in the big time. It was. Uh, Swinton were normal, were the normal club, so at least I was coming back home. Yeah, so yeah. To speak. Can you still play in the same position for Swinton, the second row loose forward? Yeah, 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 yeah. Back row forward. Then it, you know, I just played wherever I was picked. If I'm picked, I'll play. Actually, he's his his wife. Yeah, please, he's my brother-in-law. Actually, he's his his wife and my partner that I was with. Basically. When I was at, you know, uh, about that time when I was at, uh, they were, you know, uh, they were sisters, right. and uh, yeah, uh, to this day, we've, you know, I still see Bob. He, he lives not far from me. He lives in the Bolton area, so uh, yeah, still see him. So after Swinton, is it Rochdale Hornets you went to after Swinton? Yeah, I finished at uh, Rochdale. It was a. I, I was only that was pretty short. It only lasted about a season and a half, maybe one or three quarters. Uh, I didn't. Uh, when I say I didn't like it, I, I 
I used to tell her, can I mention this about the... Uh, you can mention what you want, mate. You can mention what you want. Well, I used to say, well, you know, one of my things was in them days, well, you know, I'd always done it, so which club I was at. If I'd heard a good job in the week, I used to uh, save it till I was on the table getting being rubbed down. And I just used to say, right, how are we ready? I'm in this week's wowser. And, uh, and I used to tell a joke and that. And it, it, it was good. Invariably, it went, you know, they went down well, because I only saved good ones. <laughs> I only yeah. saved good jokes. But, uh, I used to get, I'd, I've even had it mentioned of Jack McNamara who used to write in the Manchester Evening News and he used to say, anything easy's pre-match tension with his uh, wowser, wowser jokes, this week's wowser, you know, and, uh, and which was perfectly true, you know, and everybody was, was laughing, because you do get some players that are a little bit they're edgy, you know, they, you know, they, they have nerves, they were a bit nervous. Just relaxing, I suppose, it, 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 Luckily, I never had that, it was always, <laughs> I don't know where I was always that pleased to get out there, you know, I just, I just enjoyed it. And I never had any pre-match nerves or anything like that, you know, it never bothered me. But it does affect some, so I suppose to a degree, I, I in my own way, I thought it was perhaps easing up on them that to get, you know, I don't know, a bit... So it worked. Uh, it was like a two-legged you know, affair, you know. But but uh, it, it's the thing I always did, and I got. But the coach at that time uh, was uh, he used to play and tell him that we spoke Carl Cosley, Welshman, and he said, "We're not." <laughs> he interrupted me joke once and said, "We're not coming here to tell jokes. We're coming here to play rugby now." And uh, he said. Well, I thought that was, you know, I wasn't all the, you know, I was a bit for you want the truth. But uh, you could see it wasn't going to be, you know, I mean, it wasn't going to get on. You were going to get a Christmas card off him anyway, were you? <laughs> I wasn't, definitely wasn't, you know. So, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, he started, and uh, eventually I just, you know, when he, I saw the writing on the wall, and, yeah. and I, you know, about, by that time I was like mid-30s, probably about 35 years old, which is getting up back end, but, I, but having said that, I remember the coach before him used to say to me, to, we need some fast young lads. But he hadn't got any fast young lads. I could, you know, what were, what were the 20-odd year olds then? By about, by about, you know, five or six yards on that one length of pitch. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and I was 35 then, so what, what's all that all about? Yeah. So after, after Rochdale on it, did you retire then, or did you go back playing amateur rugby league, or was that no. for rugby league? Then? No, I called it as well then, and that was, that was me, me, me innings, if you will. I, I still really enjoyed my years playing, though, I, I, I you know, uh, you get some upsets, and you get, you know, but overall, I didn't have many, um, I didn't miss many games. Oh, oh, my, my whole career, I bet I didn't miss through injury. I bet I didn't, I didn't miss more than ten or a dozen matches That's over, good, it, over uh, the similar years, yeah. the number of years, yeah. which is quite good really. You know, yeah. I, I rarely got injured. Uh, and I, 
they were well, the worst thing I ever got was a bit of, uh, you know, old muscles or something like that. Nothing, you know, I didn't break anything or, you know. I had loads of cooks and things like that, but they're not there, you know, they're, aren't they? You know, Parcel of vegetables, isn't That's right, yeah. You've, you've, kept, you've kept involved with Salford, haven't you? You're, are you still chairman of the Ex-Players Association? Well, they don't have an actual ex-players, you know, like, like other clubs have. All the, the bulk of the clubs have an ex-players association. But what did they do? They tie in what is supposedly that and the uh, Lance Todd presentation dinner for the Lance Todd Trophy. Uh, and I'm the chairman of the, the actual... Red Devils Association, which covers that, you know, it, it is island, uh, you know, it, it's the presentation of that award to whoever's the man of the match at the Challenge Cup final. It'd be nice if one day that could be a Salford player, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, certainly. It'd be special, yeah, that, that would be. Yeah, so yeah, you never know. We're, uh, they're heading that way. Uh, you know. Well, did you make a Salford last season? You know, we got to the Cup semi final. They seem to be making progress under Ian Watson, don't they? Yeah, he's doing very well. Uh, fair play to that. He's uh, he's having he's having some good results, and it's going you know it's going the right way. He's another one like yourself, played for Salford and Swinton. There's there's quite a lot of players who've uh, oh, yeah, played for both clubs. Both clubs, clubs that's yeah. right. And, uh, and and I couldn't get nowhere near. I live in Bolton, and you know Swinton's obviously my nearest club. So uh, and Salford's not much further, you know. So better than when I was had to trip, <laughs> trip out to Warrington, you know, for training and, and that, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, if I had a real good days. I've enjoyed me, I've definitely enjoyed me playing days and the characters that I play with. And there has been some, I can assure you. It was, you know, it, it, <laughs> they're a motley crew, but they're a bloody good lad, you know. And then there's nothing, you know, I've <laughs> just... Have just the last, you know, the enjoyment I've had out of the game is, I wouldn't replace, I don't think I could replace it. It was good days that I thoroughly enjoyed. So that was Paul Whiteside talking to Mick Hennigan about his rugby league career. Great chat and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. So that's it for this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Big thanks for Mick for talking to us and telling us all about his memories playing for Salford and Swinton. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Radio Contact. So, so big thanks for tuning in uh, all 2017, listening to us talk all things Salford Red Devils. And uh, we wish you a happy new year and we'll see you in 2018 for more Salford Red Devils chat. So for me and the team, have a good Christmas, have a good new year and we'll see you next week. Day. Live. Radio contact.